1: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment.
2: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
3: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And
4: by spread them, you mean cheeks.
3: Yeah, I mean spread them cheeks hold on, grab one of my favorite lyrics of all time. Hold on, grab the wall, wiggle like you're trying to make your ass fall off. I just love when like they get so inventive to say a new combination of words to a sentence that's never been said before. Um, and they succeed. They successfully do that, but it is no longer sexy. <laughs> like Wiggle like you're trying to make your ass fall Isn't off. Is that song supposed to be sexy? That's what I'm saying. Like you're trying to be so. sexy.
4: I think a lot of songs are
3: written Five men but they're like four men yeah you're, you're not wrong with that at all and it's just like that's not hot like what are you, what are you talking about and they're like in theory when you wiggle like you're trying to make your ass fall off and I go well what is the thing that you hone in on mm-hmm. the visual it's not the ass shaking it's this ass is gonna fall to the ground that's alarming that's a horror movie that's a jump scare Oof. A cheek. Just so imagine.
4: That's what I'm saying. Imagine you're. It's a uh, feature like horror film, and that's the opening scene, where like that song's on, and then you see some girl, and her hands are on the wall. She's wearing a skirt. She's got to have on a skirt. Oh God!
3: So, it's so like a diaper falling off.
4: <laughs> but it's just like two halves of her butt cheek, and then no ass. Anyways, hi. Uh- Hello. Welcome to a new episode of Fisting Friday. If you've never listened to an episode that we do, this isn't the one to start with. Go to Tuesday, go to Thursday and then come back and then you'll get the full array. And so, we say full, that with love. Yeah, we say that with love cuz we don't want you to be confused. Um this this the these episodes are people are for people that are already
3: established in their listening. These are these are these are for um you, you, we need the satisfying payoff. Mm-hmm. And this is when, if you have listened, you know what you're in for. And you're excited to hear the results of last week's episode of But Am I Wrong? And you're also excited to hear what people had to say. So this is an episode um, that is I hold near and dear to my heart. And I have a personal update about this um, pertaining to my But Am I Wrong I do think I should knock on wood before I say it. But this is episode 78. And, oh, I am up first. Whoa. What just happened? There's this new thing now where you can click browse.
4: I just did it on accident, too. Me, too. too. I just did it
3: on accident. And then I exited out because I panicked. Okay. So first up is me. Would I be wrong to walk into somebody's home and murder them? I would like to say I really appreciate all the people who are like, I fully forgot for a second what the fuck this is about, like how you phrased it.
4: Several people that clearly didn't listen to the episode that were like, why are these results like this? Did you listen to the episode?
3: And I want to say thank you all so much for the 55% that said I was not wrong. Sure, there are 45% that says I'm wrong, but I'm holding on to that 55% and I see you. I love you. And we had a big, we had a hurricane in California since that episode was recorded. And I'm knocking on wood with my toe. And so far, I don't know if um, the, it's called a fig beetle, like a fig tree beetle. If that beetle has been, um paying attention to my defense tactics, where I put my hair in a bun, I cover my ears, because I'm very afraid of orifices and bugs going into them. And I wear a hat. And I put on sleeves. So I get very I get very hot when I'm doing this. And then I take my my big fruit picking uh, uh, device. And I I I wield it around like a katana. Like I I I'm a menace. Like I walk in like I own the. I walk into the ring like I own the fucking place. So I don't know if the beetle has been like I don't want to fuck with. She's crazy. They can't fight crazy, or if the rain drove it out. But um, I haven't seen it recently. But if maybe one of maybe one of you all, <laughs> you 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 killed it for me. Or maybe it just like maybe it listened and then it was like I don't want to be somewhere I'm not wanted and then it left.
4: Or maybe the figs got a little too soggy for them. and They're waiting for them to dry up.
3: I think it's the opposite. Now that like I'm go, I'm checking every single day. I'm just trying, I'm just
4: trying to make it so that the beetle has a home.
3: No, no, I think the beetle. First of all, there are so this is Los Angeles. There are so many fig trees. This beetle can find wherever it needs to go. I just think that like I'm making sure I check it every day so i'm not letting them get too soft too comfortable oh yeah but, but but every day i get i go there i check it and there's one fucking squirrel who's like right there eating one being like sorry and i'm like it's fine you can have that one but i just i'm like don't take the perfectly ripe ones that like the, the perfect perfect ones because it doesn't fuck with animals stomachs like that like they can be fine someone said
4: I cannot wait until you post the poll, so I have to DM you right now because I'm listening to the podcast and on my way to work, and I just want to say that Megan is 100% not wrong for wanting to kill this beetle. I selfishly want to eradicate all insects. This is coming from someone whose last apartment was infested with silverfish. They were in the carpet, got in the beds, and in the drains. And also last week, I too found myself naked afraid and on the floor because there was a centipede on my couch. <gasps> I first felt it on my leg and just, like, brushed it away because I always feel like there are bugs crawling on me. But I felt it again, so I, like, shook my romper and was like, okay, nothing. And then a minute later, I look over at my boyfriend and there's a centipede on Ooh. the back of the couch next to his head. So I can't wear this romper anymore. And this is very important topic to me, so I say kill all bugs. Well... That wasn't what the question was. It was like, if I walk into somebody's house, can I kill them? So in your case, they came into your house. So yes, you can kill them. It's the opposite.
3: And it's a centipede and all the rules. When you have that many legs, the rules are fucking out the window. I can't
4: fuck with that. You know what I hate about those silver bugs? Uh Uh-huh. It's when you kill them, they're dusty.
3: Melissa, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I can't I can't I yeah, can't I, used to have I can't
4: them in my uh, apartment I had a while ago there was they were just kind of there wasn't a lot of them but enough to be a nuisance and when I killed the first one I was like what the fuck was that and then I killed another one later and it was still dusty and I was like okay I can't kill these things I just gotta scrape them up because they're very easy they're very slow just scrape them they up very slow. and then send them out on their way.
3: God. Wow. I just, to that person who wrote in, you are such, you are so brave. Like, I.
4: Would, I if I had this much, like in my home, that's the difference. Again, I would they have came a into break. your home, but you going into
3: their home is different. Yeah. But I have another write-in, which I think has changed my perspective. No, it's not. My perspective has remained the same, but I feel validated and vindicated. They said, not all bugs are good for the environment. It's a misconception. I support you killing whatever you need to feel safe. And the backstory I've added to this from for me um, is this person works w- with bugs or the environment or something, and they are an authority figure. And therefore, that is officially law to me. And I feel like I've got to pass. But again... I have yet to need to um, figure out how the fuck to even kill this fig- massive thing. Figure
4: out? She rolled her eyes at me.
3: Oh, speaking of, we were going to record in person, um, and uh, I made a fig and nectarine cake yesterday. I haven't cut it open yet, so we'll see how it is, and if it's good, I'll figure out a time to get you, give you some. Um, <laughs> okay. Who knows what it'll taste like? I've been it testing out like different a, fig recipes.
4: Quite a mouthful.
3: Figs have a texture that, like, it's specific.
4: I know, and then with the nectarine, Gluten-free.
3: no, well, but, no uh, nectarines. Nectarines are like a little brighter than figs, and like their texture, they don't get like. It's gel- a, I mean the gelatinous. flavor, the flavor of it together. Well, I did slightly underripe nectarines. So they're a little tart. Okay. So we'll see. But I have so many fucking figs that like I'm just I'm just spending money on gluten free flour. Let's like, see
4: what um what I can put in the almond cow with it.
3: My <laughs> fig. I
4: make some homemade fig newtons.
3: So I was thinking about that, but like th- the idea of. A gluten-free like gluten-free also already gets like kind of like gummy and chewy and fig newtons are that's already so think, gummy and that's chewy. why i think
4: it'll be the perfect mate
3: it'll just be like gum nah maybe maybe that'll be my next one
4: mm-hmm.
3: well anyways um shout out to my fellow um bug haters
4: All right, and then we've got me, Melissa. Fuck predatory real estate agents in Hawaii. 1% said I was wrong. 99% said I was not wrong. Okay. I think it speaks for itself.
3: I think so, too. Then we have writer number one versus a friend. Oh, by the way, do you know? You won't know them because they're the epitome of messy white people on TikTok. Um, it's like this woman... of of course her name is Rachel and she's like married to like her high school coach. And like, yeah, it's very icky and gross. And then they like tried to excuse it being like, he wasn't her coach. And I'm like, no, that's like not how it fucking works. Like he's like a high school PE teacher. She was like graduated high school. Um, and, uh, she like posted, um, all these like conspiracy theories about like the Maui fires and was like, and people were, like, coming for her on, like, Reddit and stuff. And then people were defending her being, like, no, no, she's not saying she believes the conspiracy theories. She's just, like, sharing conspiracy theories. And I was, like...
4: Can people find any excuse to yeah. excuse their faves?
3: I was just, like... And also, I'm, like, this is your fave? Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Then we have... Writer number one versus friend who listens to a podcast with a racist host. 3% said the writer is wrong. 97% said the writer is not wrong.
4: All right, then we've got writer number two versus friend who hadn't paid money back for a trip. 2% said the writer's wrong. 98% said the writer is not wrong. Someone said, only say this if they charge interest without telling them. Not wrong if they give them like a week notice though.
3: Okay. Someone said I was really confused by this one because maybe it's because I set money boundaries. Like, if I'm making a booking, I'm sure as hell setting a deadline for being paid back. It ain't no stragglers. The writer doesn't even need to make excuses. They owe her money and, like you both said, ask for it back ASAP. Yeah. I like. I think that, like, this, that's one of those things that is so... You usually don't even have to, like, set, like, really clear explicit boundaries because it's just expected. It's, like, whatever. Like, you just wouldn't do that, and it—it's only when there's like one time <laughs> that it like doesn't work. and it's like, oh shit, I actually do have to kind of spell this out. And it's not common that—or mm-hmm. not—not common, but it's like there are going to be people who take advantage of this. Then my wrong of the week, I nominated the World Chess Federation, and ninety-four percent said chess is wrong, and six percent said chess is not wrong. This is. Well, I love, like, looking at who voted chess is not wrong and, like, seeing the people who, like, message me, like, oh, shit, sorry, my bad. And then seeing the person who's, like, restricted because um, they've just, like, been a bigot before. And I go, of course to see you here. Of course to see you here. Um, But, yeah, this thing is, like, still ongoing. And they're, like, trying to kind of, like, not totally backpedal but being, like, we're launching an investigation to, like, figure. And it's one of those things that's, like, entertaining this as, like, a legitimate thing is... That that's an issue point blank like regardless of like, conclusion you come to the fact that like you're even being like well this has to be considered in depth it's like and it really doesn't like not yeah. all voices uh deserve to be heard and um not all opinions are created equal so shut the fuck up anyways yeah. um also
4: what are the abbreviations for this thing?
3: So I looked it up, and um, the abbreviations, like the FI something or whatever, that's the French one, and that's the one that's, like, most often used. Wow. But, like, it's called, like, the World Chess Federation, and then also the International ch- Like, pretty much anything that sounds like big chess is just different versions of saying the same organization. So, like, they are the chess for the world. Like, they're not, like, a subgroup or... Like one locate, like it's for the entire world. But yeah, I don't know why they go usually go by like the French acronym of it.
4: All right. And then for my wrong of the week, it was Lee Ann and Sean Tui. 97% said the Tui's are wrong. 3%
3: said the Tui's are not wrong. Guess who's there and the Tui's are not wrong? I already saw them. (laughs) Ugh. That's that's a name that goes on the shit list, too. Mm-hmm. For other reasons, though. Um, just, it just adds <laughs> on perfectly. Someone, did you see the response someone had? Nope. They said, I hadn't heard about this until the podcast, so thank you for covering it. I don't think I've ever fully watched the film, but I remember seeing bits of it as a kid when family were watching it, and I vividly remember feeling weird about it but not having the words to explain it. And also, as a white person, I would feel guilty about having weird feelings about a movie like this. Um. And similar, like, slash exploitive charity ads thinking I just didn't get it and it must be okay because all these adults around me never shared an uncomfortable sentiment. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a big thing. I mean, I talk about the not learning about um, how, uh, like, horrible things that, like, Gandhi did because, like, we watched it in school and, like, when you're a kid and you see adults who are sharing certain things with you, you know, you... You mirror their responses and emotions to a lot of things, because it feels like they're giving their stamp of approval and they know more than you, and that can happen at any age. Um, but yeah, it's a it's why like, you know, people grow up, they go to college and they like realize a lot of the things that were presented and packaged in certain ways, whether it's like how their families consumed it or how like the media packaged it up. and you have more of a life experience, you're like, "Oh, I didn't actually feel a certain I was told to feel a certain. Way. It's like a leading the witness kind of a thing that it's like, oh, that's not actually real or what actually happened. So. The. Um, when we were talking about how they like sold the book deal before to get the movie and like all of this stuff, seeing these pictures of them two together, they have been on a press tour since like the second they fucking met him. Like, yep. like they don't even look like they look like actors doing mm-hmm. A press tour. And I'm like, this is so transparent.
4: Disgusting.
3: Absolutely disgusting. And their faces and everything. Not his. So. Mm -hmm. Hold
0: up. What was that? And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal.
2: Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues
4: We're going to play a little game that we played on see you next Tuesday, but we're bringing it over here. And uh, Megan called it explain this to me or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I came up with a few. I did a few of them before and people really liked it where Megan pitched it and then I would explain the stuff. And so now I came up with the list of things. Can't
3: wait. It's going to be funny, though, because, like, I believe whatever you say blindly and, um, but me, you know how much I'm a huge proponent of lying. So let's see how good I'm good at if I have to bullshit it. Okay,
4: here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Why are seals and sea lions
3: different, but me and Shaq are the same? So that's a common misconception. Um, sea lions and, uh, seals see- are they are actually the same, but they come from two rival families. And so they've got massive beef between them. Some might call it blubber. And they, they, they just they don't get along. And so they've been excommunicated. The SEALs went no contact with that side of the family. And so they renamed themselves, gained that autonomy. And that's why you, you never see them in the same room together. Similar. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to we have yet to see you and Shaq in the same room together, but we will one day because Shaq is actually a close personal friend. Um, And anyone who's saying that you and Shaq are the same, A, we need to examine the source because is it a compliment or is it racist? Which is a good question to ask. Same as in same, both human. Oh.
4: Wow, incredible
3: how you jumped to that. First of all, if someone said, Melissa, you're like Shaq, I would examine the source because that's either the greatest compliment ever. No, it's in
4: comparison, sea lions and uh, seals are completely different sizes, but they look the exact same. Oh,
3: size wise. Mm-hmm.
4: Except for one I, has a, a ear flap and the other doesn't.
3: Yeah, it was self-inflicted to like separate themselves so people didn't get them confused at school. And, um, you know... All of us have a little bit of, have a little bit of shack in us, whether that's the sparkle in our eye, our jump shot, our height, or the courage in your heart. And you know what? You might not have the vertical advantage that he does, but you have the business mind that he does. Let's see. um, Pickleball. So pickleball is, um, millennials need things a lot of the time, like, there's just a lot of need and specifically elder millennials because elder millennials went to less therapy than younger millennials. And they, um, they, they have that, uh, that, that drive and that determination and not that immobilizing woe. Um, and they need to, what's that word that people call they need to hack their life, and that also includes hacking their hobbies and their activities. But, you know, have to be different. Have to be a little bit more of an individual. And you know what millennials also love? They love finger mustaches and they love pickles. But finger mustache ball didn't sound as, didn't have as much of a ring to it. So, you, finger mustache when they would draw. I know draw, exactly okay. what
4: you're talking about.
3: And so they got, they, they got pickleball. This will be so fun. The elders have bocce ball. Some people but they have, also like pickleball too. No, so I was gonna say, so, but then in true millennial form, there's a desperate need to feel seen and accepted by the parents and your old elders. They don't, they're not saying fuck them old people. They're, no, there's still a desperate need to, to feel like they're being accepted and validated. And so then they welcomed the old people in because deep down, elder millennials. As, as time goes on, they're starting to they're starting to look at Gen Xers and being like, I see your struggles. I see your plight. We are also in a market crash similar to you. You know what I think we need? I, I think we need pickleball. But it is hard because there are only two distinct ages that you can be playing pickleball. You can be in your early 30s or you can be 65 and it is it. And I specifically say that because Mots was telling, Mots is influencing like all of our neighbors to play pickleball, which by the way, Mots doesn't play pickleball. I'm like, do you have a stake in this? Like, why are you telling everyone to play pickleball? And so he's been like, you know, our neighbors were like, oh, I want to play Like, oh, and he's like, oh, you should go. There's a court over there. And I'm like, he's literally never played. Like, take what he says is the grain of salt. And one of our neighbors went and they were like, you know, really fun, but I'm the wrong age. I'm a little too old. And I think I have to wait till I'm in my mid 60s. And it checks out because the people I know who play pickleball are my age um, or they are people older than me's parents. Is
4: pickleball closer to tennis or ping pong?
3: I think I think pickleball is badminton meets beer pong. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like a little, there's a little more saucy. Like tennis is like, in like tennis is like intense, but like badminton is like a little saucy and like a little like cutesy. And I think pickleball has that there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and beer pong just f- for the like absolute obsession that people have with it. And also like beer pong was like cool. Like ping pong is like, you know, it, it's a cool fun. It's like solving a Rubik's cube. Like, it depends on how hot you are. If like your skills in ping pong are hot or like, okay.
4: What's the difference between ping pong and table tennis?
3: Um, I think someone trademarked ping pong. And so they have to call it table tennis. It's kind of like the Super Bowl, but you have to call it the big game. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. You. By the way, I know, I think we should, I, I would like to play at some point. Yeah, after. But also, nine. like, I kind of feel like tennis too. Like, oh, I'm a little shicker.
4: I already found where I'm going to take tennis lessons. Flex. Um, the f- who was the first person that uh, plucked a chicken and was like, "I'm going to eat that." You
3: know, it is uh, widely debated because. People from all over the world, they want to claim my great, 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 great grandmother. She's the one who did that. And other people say, no, it was my second uncle twice removed on my dad's side. He did it. So, you know, there there are lots of um, opposing theories. Um, some people even like to say that they witnessed a saber-toothed tiger doing it first, and then we mimicked them doing that. Um, but you know, it could be it could be Tyson Chicken himself or Ronald McDonald. I think Ronald McDonald in that clown makeup. He said, "When I try to eat a chicken with the feathers, I am getting my clown makeup all in this. Let me shave but, it."
4: But why was he like, "Let me eat that chicken"?
3: Because he was hungry and okay. he was in. He, <laughs> a little known fact about Ronald McDonald is Ronald McDonald was in the third annual hunger games and he was hungry and there, there was a chicken and he ate the chicken and it's a book. So
4: is he related
3: to old McDonald? So old McDonald is actually the farm Mm -hmm. in which provided the poultry for the hunger games. They had a contract with the Capitol and they were providing that there. And, um, that and you know, Ronald of the McDonald, he he thought he was exempt from the reaping of the Hunger Games because he was like, "I'm a nepo baby." Like my chicken is in is in the game. My 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 chicken is my my chicken family is is there. And they were like, "That doesn't mean shit to us, sir. Get your ass in there." But he was sent so many gifts from his. Chicken district, they called it the block block district. Um, that he managed to survive the Hunger Games, but it drove him in the book, of course. Well, yeah, in the books. This is the this is the OG Hunger Games books lore. And he managed um to survive, but the trauma that put him through all of that, the only thing that he could do with coping that was to open the largest franchise, one of the largest franchises in history. And, so, and hide his tears with his clown makeup. And
4: so, um, f- how did we get the nugget McNugget from that?
3: It's it's kind of a sad story. So the the chicken nuggets when when he was in the games, there were so only so few options of like how to how to eat that. They they like the chickens are there, and it's like okay, I need to find food. Am I eating bark? And so. At f- he realized really quickly he couldn't eat the feathers. That was like really hard going down. Like they're just, it's just it, you're getting choked up and there's not enough water to wash it down. And so, you know, plucked all of that. And then it began, okay, no, definitely need to cook this. And there just wasn't enough time to be over the fire for that long to like cook through a whole chicken, like a fatty little leg too hard. And so, you know, he, he managed to MacGyver, um, a pulverizing method involving, I don't know, it's patent protected. And (laughs) in doing so, he was able to throw in things in there to like bulk up the food and make it into smaller, more airy little pockets. Um, And he actually, the first time, crumb coated it with mostly dirt and and crushed up leaves. But then he was able to, to eat it and cook it and consume it way faster. And the rest is history. And then where did we get the Egg McMuffin? The egg McMuffin is—that's a dramatic tale. The egg McMuffin was something similar to um, the uh, what, what happened with, with Facebook. Um, some someone else who has never saw the money, never saw the profits from this. It was it was another employee who who put that brain power and work into it, and Ronald saw that promise, pocketed it, took it as his own, and didn't even cut them a check and. We've never we've haven't seen them, and Ronald started a conspiracy theory that they joined Scientology, but I just don't believe that it's true. So the egg this wasn't this
4: egg didn't come from the same chicken.
3: No. So the there okay. was a different egg sponsor in the um, Hunger Games, and so they it would have been a conflict of interest um, with that. That just would have never would have never been allowed. Um, but those chickens also that they were making those chickens you know similar to like how girls don't poop those chickens don't lay eggs okay well thank you megan you're welcome that was
4: very insightful
3: i'm so glad you loved it this is it got my creative juices flowing i'm like mm. have what
4: do a, i i have a whole list so we'll come back
3: to oh that's later. hilarious I'm, I just want you to know, like, how quickly I can make things about the Hunger Games, because I'm, like, back in my Hunger Games obsession. I'm restarting all of the books. I'm loving it. I literally was looking up last night Katniss and PETA fanfic. Megan, that's too far. No, it's not. I need to read about the first time they bone. I just need to... I need to read about it.
4: Why don't you create it yourself?
3: I've already done that with my other fan. I just need... I'm just trying to reap the... You're just trying to consume? I'm just trying to consume what what good literature people have already put out there i don't need to i don't need to come where do you where do you
4: reach your fanfic
3: i usually find that the best fanfic is on specific websites that are like amalgamate for for that specific fandom yeah um because i mean i've said this i'll say it before i guess i'll say it again if someone is exclusively writing on wattpad and it's not getting picked up on those other ones yeah yeah. It's the sign that it's... Mm-hmm. That's
4: why mine's so long and girthy and well-read because the fans are very yeah. into
3: it. Well, and also, like, people who exclusively read fanfic on Wattpad, they don't have high standards. And so, like, mm-hmm. if you're not going to repost it, if you're not going to put it on multiple different things or someone else isn't going to pull it and put it on other things, you will become in an echo chamber and then you've written something that's, like, not very good. Yep. <laughs> and people love it still.
4: All right. Well, that's the end of Fisting Friday. Oh, um, in the most ep- the episode of uh, But Am I Ron that came out yesterday, we did our whole Fisting Friday and Coco put some air horns behind it. Coco. So good.
3: Fucking amazing. She won't hear this, but. Well, we put it on the ether for mm-hmm. her. So she'll just feel it. She'll mm-hmm. be just walking down the street and be like, what is that? gust of admiration (laughs) it's us boo anyways um fist you next time bye bye (laughs)